Welcome to day 103 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of Scripture. Uh, part of the drama that uh, we are in the middle of right now is uh, a new generation of Israel is coming into the land, receiving the promise of God. Uh, they have crossed over the Jordan River, and God has divided the waters for them, uh, reminiscent of what he had done for the first generation as they had uh, exited from Egypt, now as they enter into uh, Israel, there is another, or what will one day be Israel, there is another in a kind of miraculous parting of the water. They've also seen the walls of Jericho fall, not because of a, a siege, but because of uh, a priest blowing trumpets and people, you know, shouting as a reminder that God will be fighting all of their battles. Some of their battles will feel a lot more conventional and take a lot more effort on their part, but in this particular one, God has delivered it over to them. And, of course, the entire city, everything in it, the sheep, the goats, the animals, the men and the women, uh, were devoted to the Lord you know, as a sign of you know, God's judgment on, on, on them. And so that, that, that made us a little bit uneasy. And as we come into chapter 7, there will be another incident that makes us a little uneasy as well, how one man has disobeyed, and yet the guilt is, is applied you know, to all of Israel. So there's a sense of... Of, of, of corporate responsibility here that's sometimes hard for us to, to deal with as well. So let's uh, plunge into this text. And as uh, Matt reminded us yesterday, without the wisdom of either Cindy or Katie, who would certainly unravel all the, min- all the mysteries of the text for us, uh, three of us at the very end of Guy's Week uh, will tackle this all on our own. So I'm Paul Kemp here with the aforementioned Matthew Joseph Kresge, and of course, uh, David Dean Keefe as well. So here we go. Joshua chapter 7. But the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Beth-Avon, to the east of Bethel, and told them, Go up and spy out the region. So the men went up and spied out Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they said, Not all the army uh, will have to go up against Ai. Send two or three thousand men to take it, and do not weary the whole army, for only a few people live there. So about three thousand went up, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about thirty-six of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the Lord, remaining there until evening. The elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their head. And Joshua said, Alas, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan River to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only have been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Pardon your servant, Lord. What can I say now that Israel has been routed by its enemies? The Canaanites and the other people of the country will hear about this, and they'll surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do for your own great name? The Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them in their own possession. That is why the Israelite cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. 
Go consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There are devoted things among you, Israel. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe the Lord chooses shall come forward clan by clan. The clan the Lord chooses shall come forward family by family. And the family the Lord chooses shall come forward man by man. Whoever is caught with the devoted things shall be destroyed by fire along with all that belongs to him. He has violated the covenant of the Lord and has done an outrageous thing in Israel. Early the next morning, Joshua had Israel come forward by tribes, and Judah was chosen. The clan of Judah came forward, and the Zerites were chosen. He and the clan of the Zerites came forward by families, and Zimri was chosen. Joshua had his family come forward man by man, and Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribes of Judah, was chosen. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and honor him. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I covered them and I took them. They were hidden in the ground inside my tent with silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran to the tent and there it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all of Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the silver, the robe, the gold bar, his sons and daughters, his cattle and donkeys and sheep, his tent and all that he had to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you brought this trouble on us? The Lord will bring trouble on you today. Then all of Israel stoned him, and after they had stoned the rest, they burned them. Over Achan they heaped up a large pile of rocks, which remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Therefore, that place has been called the Valley of Achor ever since. Horrible story. Mm-hmm. Clearly, one of the things you know that demonstrates is the reality of the, you know the text that we read uh, yesterday, that the commander of the Lord's army is neither you know, for uh, us or for our enemies. He is for his honor and for his glory. In the same way, judgment came on the city of Jericho. Here, judgment comes on Israel. And, uh, of course, the story is a very dramatic story of how one man, and you'll notice in the text, he doesn't say, you know, there's somebody among you that has sinned against me. You, you've, you've all, you know, sinned against me. And as a result, all of Israel, you know, will be affected. And so you do see, you know, a couple of things here that are really important. You see the the, uh, the influence of sin of one affecting uh, the many. And, of course, you also see the responsibility of the many for the one uh, in, in dealing with sin. Mm-hmm. You know, that phrase in verse 5, at this, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. No kidding. The only the only other times we've seen that phrase has been applied to Israel's enemies. You know, when they've heard about what the Lord has done to other nations, but now, at this, Israel, it yeah. has become in, in a sense like other nations. Yeah. You know, with their covenant God. And of course, Israel melted in fear when they heard the reports of the spies, and then Israel's enemies, you know, are melting in fear, and now Israel again because of their sin. Yeah. And their hearts are melting in fear. And, and, and the <clears throat> you have the Lord saying, I can't honor, I can't honor you as long as you are, you know, not honoring me. And, and of course, here is not only a real picture of, of 
you know the righteous judgment of God you know against sin but but also a reminder to us a lot of times we we feel like our sin is is, is kind of a small thing in the light of the miraculous you know grace that we've received but our, our sin still is dishonoring to God as it was in this moment and our sin still hinders us uh, in our walk with God as it did you know in this particular you know, situation as well in a pretty startling line as um you know, Joshua is kind of mourning, lamenting, and the Lord tells him to stand up. Um, what are you doing down your face? And it, the Lord already knows Israel's sin. They, they've violated my covenant, which I command them to keep. They've taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. And have put them with their own possessions. Um, just a really kind of wild reminder that, I mean, the Lord is intimately aware of what's going on among his people and that our sin's not ever hidden, even though we think it is from from him and uh which is really thank god for christ no that's you know that, so that was probably that. that's you know probably you know aiken's initial response i mean who, who's gonna notice mm. i mean there, there's there's a robe from babylonian gosh burning all of this stuff or putting all this stuff into the lord's treasury you know it doesn't make sense who's gonna miss you know a few shekels of silver bar of gold and just kind of a really nice you know, Babylonian robe. Of course, I'm, I'm pretty sure that would have stuck out the moment he tried to wear it. What are you wearing, bro? Uh, yeah. Where did you get that? <laughs> um, but, but, but anyway. Had it for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, 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 anyway, that he, he felt like, I can I can hide. Yeah, I'll put it under know, my tent. I, I can hide, yeah. you know, from, you know, within the crowd of Israel. I can hide within the clan of Judah. I can hide within my own father's family. And, and yet God goes through all of Israel and picks Judah. He goes through all of Judah and picks out, you know, uh, his clan. He goes through all of his clan and picks out his father's home. And he goes through all of his father's home and he picks him out. And, and of course, it you know, reminds us of what Paul says in Galatians: "Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Uh, we will always, you know, reap what we sow. If we, you know, sow to please ourselves or sow to please the flesh, we reap destruction. If we sow to please the Spirit, from it the Spirit, we will reap life. And and, and it is a reminder, you know, as you said, David, so uh, poignantly uh, that our our sins." we think we can conceal god is deeply aware of and they do have a deep impact on who we are and then we ought to talk a little bit about you know corporate you know corporate responsibility you know when we, we look at this text there there's you know in the ancient near east the whole idea of you know what is it about us as a people that produced you know this kind of action what is it about us as a family that produced you know that this, this kind of you know action uh, we can take you know corporate responsibility you know too far when we come to jeremiah it says no longer will the sins of the fathers be visited on the children no longer when the uh, the fathers eat grapes with their you know where their children's you know lips pucker or or or, 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 or sour and so we we have we have a huge emphasis in scripture on individual responsibility but we also have a huge you know emphasis on us owing a debt of love to each other and a gratitude you know to each other and, and holding each other accountable for faithfulness so you you do you know have, you do have both you know a sense of those and we can overplay you know e either one of us but the very first question you ask in scripture you know or post, you know, mm. post, you know, to to God was, you know, the one from Cain. Am I my brother's keeper? And of course, the rest of Scripture screams, "Yes, you are. 
because the only way to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength is to love your neighbor as yourself. And we owe a debt of love to those around us to call them into account and to uh, take responsibility for for who they are. You know, one of the, the fun things about reading reading this story in light of just kind of the, the drama of Scripture and walking through the story is, is there's so many hints and allusions back to the Garden of Eden in this text where you know, God has, again, brought His people into the land that He has you know, promised to them. They're with Him, and yet the sin of Achan is the sin of Eve, you know, no where doubt. Eve sees what was devoted to the Lord and only the Lord's. You know, she sees it, she sees that it's desirable, and she takes it. And here you have Achan take the thing that was devoted to the Lord, the Lord had set apart for himself. He sees that it's a beautiful thing, and he takes it. You know, and, and just how much of, of that, again, is is at play, you know, where the sin of the garden um, continues to, it's not it's not eradicated, it's not gone. You know, there, there's still that question of how will the Lord make things right, you know, how, or how will things ever be made right? Um, and ultimately, I mean, we see that in the person of Jesus where the sin of the garden, the sin that con- the sins of the people, the sin that continues to affect um, everything will, will yeah. be undone. And, and of course, it's, it's the same re- replay every time we, we, we sin. We want what we want when we want it rather than trusting God to give us what he wants for us in his own time, in, 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 his, own, in, in his own way. And so you, you do have here, you know, the, the whole idea of, you know, uh, you know, first John, do not love the world or anything in the world for the things of the world. You know, the uh, lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. And it's the whole idea of we see things and we want them, we desire things and we want to fulfill those apart from, you know, God's design and, and, and God's plan. And we want ourselves to be exalted rather than, you know, him to be exalted and so those are part of the garden it's part of uh you're in my afternoon and of course it's a part of what happened you know in this particular passage so we have made it uh in in the week without without the without the girls (laughs) and um hopefully uh, they'll join us on friday hopefully you'll join us on sunday we've given you a psalm to read tomorrow just as a change of pace as you read the Psalms to prepare your heart, you know, for the corporate gathering of God's, you know, people in order to be together, to know him, to encourage one another and to have our affection stirred as his people. We come not because it's an act of discipleship or not out of a sense of duty. We come because God has invited us to gather at his people and be his people. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for a week in your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your provision for us to grow us up in the faith. May your word dwell in us richly as we worship and as we sing and as we live our lives. Uh, May you be honored among us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.